This is Thursday, March 31st. In the first generation after the Apostles of Jesus, a believer named Marcion began pouring through the Old Testament. He had already read the Gospel of Luke and the letters of Paul and studied them, but he became troubled when he compared Jesus and the one he called the God of the Old Testament. He felt the God of the Old Testament was vindictive, not particularly loving, and nothing at all like Jesus. Of course, teaching this started a big brouhaha as well it should. Because we only know God through Jesus. And yes, Jesus is the second person of the same triune God. Now, as wrong as Marcion was, and he did get God wrong, through the years, people have admitted feeling the same way about the God of the Old Testament. They see Jesus and feel, well, there's a misconnect. But our study of the Old Testament reveals just how wrong this belief is. Here's our text for today. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 31 to 33. For the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men. Now this little book is found in the Bible, the book of Lamentations, right after the book of Jeremiah. And it records his complaint against the Lord and it tells the story of how Jeremiah came to trust in God's goodness through the horrors of war and displacement. Now, yes, Jeremiah has suffered affliction. He is brokenhearted about it. The name of the book in English would be rendered tears or crying. And if we were there with him, we would join him in his grief. Jerusalem has been destroyed. The people carried off into captivity. This is his nation. These are his people. And some of these people are his own family. Now here's how bold Jeremiah's approach is to the Lord. He has walled me about so that I cannot escape. He has made my chains heavy. Though I call and cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways with blocks of stones. He has made my paths crooked. He is a bear lying in wait for me, a lion in hiding. He turned aside my steps and tore me to pieces. He has made me desolate. He bent his bow and set me as a target for his arrows. That's Lamentations chapter 3, verse 7 to 12. We can hear it. His distress is palpable. He feels that the Lord has turned against him. His words are also quite personal. So why did he write this book and record his tears? Jeremiah is doing what any of us would do. He is trying to make sense of it all in the light of God's character. And what we find in his prophecy are these words. God does not afflict from his heart. What do we think of that? Now, we always have to be careful about pitting one of God's character qualities against another. But I think what the Lord is showing us is that we've been, what we have been learning in this study. 
His heart is for his people. It is that simple. Yes, he is a just judge, but his love flows from his gut. You see, as we dig more deeply into God's word, we find the same God in the Old Testament as we find in Jesus. I like the way theologian John Calvin and reformer explains the difference between the Old and the New. The Old Testament is the shadowy reflection of God, true but dim, he says. The New Testament is the substance. Clearly, Marcion was mistaken. And we get glimpses of the love of God, as we see in Jesus, also in the Old Testament, and here in the book of Lamentations. Here is what Jeremiah discovered in his desolation. But this I call to mind, therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. That's Lamentations 3.21-24. Now we need to be honest here. Jeremiah's situation hasn't changed in the least. Things haven't gotten better. And that would leave us to ask, what is the basis for his hope? Well, first he knows the Lord, that the Lord is loving and faithful toward his people. We know this today, even when tragedy strikes. We know that the one that created us loves us, and is working his sovereign plan of redemption. We can trust the character of God because we've seen Jesus. His love for us and plan comes into clear focus as Jesus went to the cross for us. God loves the world so much that he set redemption in motion in our world through Jesus. And second, Jeremiah experiences the presence and mercies of God each day. He knows the Lord's presence. This is how he can say that God's love never ceases. He knows and has experienced God's love in the ruins of his life. Now, as I read Jeremiah, I believe we can see God's plan and purposes so much more clearly than he could. We know Jesus. We live in the shadow of the cross, drawing from the rich and unending resources of the river of God's grace. And it is that grace that we rest in even now. But I want to say that even more is coming. Even now we see through a glass dimly. There's so much we don't know. But we can rejoice that Jesus has come, Jesus has died, that he rose again, and he's given life to us. Let's pray. Yes, Lord, our world remains broken and sinful. During the last weeks, we found ourselves praying prayers of grief, longing for peace in our world. Pour out your grace, O Lord, on your people. Help them to trust in you and your goodness, even when the darkness comes. In your name we pray. Amen.